0: That's exactly
1: right. right. Someone else is writing a letter to their VP Mm -hmm. to advocate for their peers, Mm
0: -hmm. right? They're
1: risking their job and putting it all all on the line. Someone else is just saying, I don't stand for this. I'm putting in my resignation letter. And I Mm -hmm. think we need to be okay with the fact that everybody's form of activism is
0: different. and sometimes I'm dining a la carte. No matter how I'm dining, it promises to be delicious. Let's dig in. Juliet Nelson is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and published author who is passionate about empowering people to achieve the highest standards of their purpose. Having a bachelor's and master's in business administration, she is dedicated to equipping her clients with the tools to be more productive, successful, and enjoy a better quality of life. She is also a doctoral candidate in industrial and organizational psychology and aims to support organizations in achieving organizational effectiveness. Juliet is the founder and CEO of Genuri, a company that equips students, professionals, and business owners with the tools and resources to be successful in the different areas of their lives. In November of 2019, Juliet authored and published Sharing My Lens, The College Experience, in which she shares some of the gems that proved to be valuable in achieving an engaging academic experience throughout college. Juliet is also the CEO of NuriLens a wooden eyewear collection with blue light blocking solutions in each pair that celebrates individuality, self-expression, and each person's calling to be impactful, all in a pair of frames. Given her experiences, she is intentional about being an agent of motivation, inspiration, and encouragement to the world around her. Thank you so much for returning to Diversity Dish, the award-winning podcast. I'm so excited to be able to say that now. And today, my guest is Juliet Nelson. Hey, Juliet, how are you? Hello, hello. And congratulations again
1: on being award-winning.
0: Thank you. Now, I have to come clean. Juliet and I had the bomb interview like about a month ago and what happened sister girl here forgot to hit record so Juliet is actually back for take two and I really think that you're gonna get a lot more I mean we we really talked about a lot before but I think you're gonna get a lot more because Juliet and I have like we've got this vibe now, we've got this thing going, this, this, this love affair. So it's going to be so much, so much (laughs) so much in common. But before we get into all of that, I want you to tell people what it is that you are most passionate about right now.
1: And it could have been the same thing last month or the month before, honestly, I'm most passionate about being kind to myself and being kind to others. Yeah. To This week, today, this month, um, actually, there's been a lot of death this year from my home church, I think, and I I think I've lost count, but I stopped counting at 10 people, um, including one of my children's choir members from back home Hmm. um, who passed away uh, with a seizure suddenly. And so it's so important to be, just be kind to yourself, you know, show yourself grace and compassion um, and also be kind to others. You know, life is so short. And so words of kindness, you know, being able to speak life into people and speak life into yourself is so important. I know last month was even suicide awareness month and losing my best friend to suicide a few, uh, a few years ago, that was something that was also on my mind. You know what I mean? Like being kind to yourself. I think we always tell people who go through depression and so on and so forth, or who are experiencing suicidal thoughts, you know, think about your mom, your dad, your spouse, your children, people at work, your friends, but remove all of those people they have themselves to live for right and that's Mm -hmm. just enough and I and I think that also goes back into that theme of being kind to yourself and being kind to others and I know for myself especially you know I I I found myself struggling to grieve because Mm. literally there was a funeral every week Mm. and you know I couldn't you can't call with in my church community it's hard to call someone Without that, without saying, hey, guess what? With good news, even. Because they're going to be like, wait, did something happen? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've had to remind myself that it's okay to take a step back. It's okay to take a pause. It's okay to tell someone I'm not in the headspace right now. Um, It's very much okay to do that. Um, So, yeah, that's that's really what I'm passionate about doing today, this month, this week, right now.
0: (laughs) This week, right now. It could change right right everybody can't see you and the image that they're gonna see of you is with your red beautiful red uh I think it's like a burgundy-ish hair but right now (laughs) a magenta color was so beautiful I loved it but then now as you're sitting with me you are wearing blue hair which looks awesome Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And so, you know, when you're, when you're talking about being kind to yourself right now here and you know what you're passionate about right now, that changes all the time. It changes for all of us all the time. Absolutely. And we have to kind of, we have to allow ourselves to evolve in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We have to allow ourselves. I mean, I know that I could say that I was kind to myself pre-cancer. But I really know that I listen more to myself now, post-cancer, mm-hmm. than I did yeah. before. I trust yeah. myself more. And I think that that's something that we, as women, as women of color, Black women, yeah. we don't always trust ourselves because we've been gaslighted so much. <laughs> we can get into that. <laughs> Too much. Too much.
1: I mean, I, I suffer chronic illness. I've, I've never... Uh, and I celebrate you for being a cancer survivor, if that's what I'm understanding.
0: Yeah, um, thank
1: you. <laughs> I absolutely celebrate yes. you. Um, And I've never had cancer, thank God. I, I suffered chronic illness, though. And like yourself, it's really you feeling symptoms. And I think since I was, I know since I was a teenager, especially mm-hmm. dealing with um the impacts of suffering con- chronic anemia, where mm-hmm. I was constantly, like, completely weak, passing out, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um. I, there were times where I, and, and, and I've had to really teach myself not to do that, but I would look in the mirror and say, you are not feeling what you think you're feeling. Mm. And I'm say, I would have horrible, I mean, debilitating migraines that would impair my speech. Sometimes I can't move. Um, yeah. I can't see like and and this has been going on decades but i was at a point for a very long time i would look myself in the mirror and say you're not experiencing what you're experiencing even with other symptoms of being in horrible pain like debilitating paralyzing pain wow. i'm still telling myself you are not feeling what you're feeling go and direct this fire go and show up to work go and and it's like no your body means a break yes. and it was sometimes getting to the point when my body shut down was at a commission for months right out at a commission for months it was even to a point I remember at one point I'd gone to the asthma allergy doctor because I was on a nebulizer almost every day for at least a month Mm. and they did like this kind of test and they said that my lungs were really functioning at maybe 65 percent of what it should be functioning at
0: wow so
1: I really had to be like all right is it worth me overdoing it and never listening to my body right Mm -hmm. instead of just saying hey you have a little headache it's it's okay because at a point I remember people saying hey if if you need a break take a break and in my head I was like if I need to take a break I need to take a break every day I need to take a nap every day I'm not feeling well most of the time but I have to figure out a way to function Mm -hmm. but you know I I think You know, especially as I've gotten older, especially with COVID, especially just seeing the world around you too, right? And how people process information and, and seeing how people are either being kind to themselves or not being kind to themselves. I think when you're able to see yourself in someone as well Mm -hmm. and see how, how, um, I don't want to call it crazy, but how, how bad it is for you to really not be kind to your body and Mm -hmm. kind to your spirit and your mental and your emotional and your, and your spiritual. You know, you see how damaging it is, and and you really have to go through this process of unlearning it. So,
0: yeah, you're right. You can't. (laughs) Yes, it's so true. We do. We have to go through a process of unlearning it. You know, when I, since cancer, I. And I've been thrown into menopause because of my drugs and things like that. But when I was younger, when I first got my period and I told Mm. my mom, I was like, mom, oh, I'm having cramps. (laughs) And my mom said, you're not sick. Go to school. And do you know that I would tell myself that for years later years to come when I was having pain I was having heavy um periods mm-hmm. I was weak just like you say I was I would become mm-hmm. anemic around that time so I would have mm-hmm. the headaches and I would have the nausea and I would right. have the weakness and I would still like you said I would say to myself mm-hmm. girl you are not <laughs> sick go to work mm-hmm. and go go forth and prosper. go go <laughs> yes it's 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 so unhealthy <laughs> It's so unhealthy. It is so unhealthy, and it's you know, and your body is trying to talk to you. Your body sometimes gets to the point where it's yelling at you. It's like you need yeah. to stop, and you're saying yeah. go, go, go. And I think yeah. one of the reasons is because we live in this society that actually glorifies that go, go, go. You get prizes for never having been late or never having being absent. Taking a day Right, you know oh it's so they sad. worked here for 35 years and never took and a never day took off a I'm day like off. you know how dumb that is hey, that's because they're gonna go into retirement and just drop and right that's gonna be it and I've and I've even been I've even
1: learned you know where where I work I work for the government and I've even learned that sometimes for some employees Um, when they're going in for promotion, or they're going in for a new job. Mm
2: -hmm. um,
1: Sometimes the uh, hiring manager may look at their uh, the sick time they take Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, scheduled or unscheduled. Mm -hmm. And if there's another candidate that didn't take as much sick time scheduled or unscheduled, they may have a leg up on the person who did. Yes. And in my head, I was like, that is crazy. it's, It's wild to me. You know, I've and I've had conversations even with my peers working in diversity, equity, and inclusion, you know, um, about a mental health day, mm-hmm. right? And the debate as to whether it should be a, a, like a vacation, what you take out of your vacation time or whether it should be sick time, but it's like, you're taking care of your health. Mm-hmm. Why, or why is this even a debate as to the fact that something is wrong with me, right? If mm-hmm. I need a break and and I've had to learn to do that, to be like, okay, I'm going to take a sick day and it's going to be to take a break. And for some people that take a break means I need to go to the spa mm-hmm. and get a massage. And and that's how I'm taking care of my mental. That might be staying at home and, and spending the day in bed. That might be going for a walk walking around the city or whatever the case may be but you know we're in this society where it's like go 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 and and that takes away from us being kind to ourselves I, and i don't know if you're aware of that but we are currently not in the great recession not in the great depression and i'm probably sure we still are but we are in the great resignation yes according to the bureau you of you notice Labor that? Statistics, there is a mass exodus exodus out of the workplace a mass exodus and I'm like it is that bad that some people are not even pressed about the bills that they're going to be left with if they (laughs) don't have a job they're kind of like screw you and your job and this this, whatever you think I'm gonna do and these expectations yeah you know there's nothing wrong with the nine to five but there's everything wrong with those who are at the nine to five that think that a
0: robot that they're robots right working for them right it's wild. yes it is so wild. wild and it's true i think people have looked around they had a moment where they could actually slow down and look around and they went oh oh no mm-hmm. this, this is mm-hmm. this is not working out what am i going to do next I'm going to go learn something new. I'm going to apprentice with something new. I'm going to figure out what my passions are. I'm going to walk away from this and I'm going to give myself some space and some grace. I'm going to be kind to myself Mm -hmm. so that I can hear what needs to be heard and do what needs to be done so that I can actually maybe go make more money and not feel like Mm -hmm. I'm running on this treadmill and making right. you know four dollars an hour can't pay the bills properly
1: absolutely right 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 people
0: over here yeah absolutely it's a real real thing and I think that employees are freaking out but they haven't been treating they're their not people. adjusting they haven't they been haven't. treating their people right they haven't and I, I remember getting
1: called by an organization saying hey we found your 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 resume on LinkedIn and we would love to call you in etc cetera, etc cetera. And one of the questions I was like, what, excuse me, what is your COVID po- policy? And I tell people, when you go in for a job, you are interviewing them as well. Ask yes. questions. What are the benefits like? What is your leave? And, and what is your leave policy? You know, how many sick days do we get? You know, what's the flexibility? And I remember asking, and they started to stutter. They're like, uh, uh, I, I can look into that. I said, yeah, because as you know, we, COVID is alive and well. And I don't see when it's going, but it's alive and well. So let's talk about that COVID policy <laughs> and how you intend to protect me if I am to accept the position from your your, your organization.
2: Right.
1: Um, needless to say, I didn't hear back from them. I don't know if it's because of that question or because you know they found somebody else, but I was okay with that. Right. You know, it's so important for, you know, and I and I tell my clients this: it's not just you who needs the job. The job needs you. Right. That's why they're interviewing you. Yeah. And so you need to make sure that the conditions are right for you to work in. And I always say this, you need a safe space for you to evolve, for you to grow. Yes. If it's too toxic, if it's too chaotic and that doesn't work for you,
0: check up the deuces. It's okay. You'll find something else.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: you find something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I think that people tend to forget. So I'm doing a group coaching Uh, putting together a group coaching program right now where I want to help individuals, individuals understand the power that they hold to Mm -hmm. affect social change. And the reason I did that is because we forget that corporations, businesses, institutions, all of them are made up of people. And when the people begin to make decisions that, uh, that are good and that uh, affirm and that kind of support the other people that work within the organization things will right. change but it takes right. individuals you know we're, we look at this whole social justice equity inclusion thing and we think oh my gosh it's so big there's so much that needs to be done I can't do anything so right. I don't do anything but the truth of the matter is yes it is huge yes, we're not going to fix all of this in our lifetime right, right. now because it didn't only happen within our lifetime. But right. there have to be people who are willing to take the steps in what, tell me what your industry is. I'll tell you how it is affected by racism. All of them. Right, right. And so right. you can't tell me that you're <clears throat> in any industry, any business or anything that is not affected by racism. It is, oh, you absolutely. need to- Figure out how it is and how you can make a difference there. And that's what I want. It's impacted by some kind of ism. Hey, thanks for listening. My name is Sidrola Maruska and I help entrepreneurs and small businesses go from mediocre to magnificent by transforming their cultures to be more equitable and inclusive. To find out how we can work together, go to diversitydish.com, where you'll find my consulting, coaching, and speaker information. Diversitydish.com. I look forward to working with you. Ism. So, Some kind of ism. Right. And so you can, everyone, we, each one of us has the power to make a difference. We just have to own right. that power. We have to know what our strengths are and what right. our passions are. Whatever your passion is, you can work within there to right, that change. Right. right. So. And I, and I want to add to that, um, and I'm sorry to cut you
1: off, but no, I think good. it's also worth noting that everyone's activism isn't the same. That's right. And I think, especially, I know when George Floyd passed away people were calling on celebrities, people were calling on, you know, this person and this and that person. And and it's not to say that they don't have a a significant influence, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we also have to understand, again, you might be in the front lines at a protest. Yeah, for me, I am teaching children and empowering them with the knowledge to be able to make change. That's exactly right. right. Someone else is writing a letter to their VP mm-hmm. to advocate for their peers,
2: mm-hmm. right? They're
1: risking their job and putting it all the, all on the line. Someone else is just saying, I don't stand for this. I'm putting in my resignation letter. And mm-hmm. I think we need to be okay with the fact that everybody's form of activism is different. And that also goes into being kind to yourself and being kind to others. Because you don't, everything is coming with a risk, mm-hmm. a level of risk. So you have to see how you feel Um, you might, you, you can make the best impact
2: Mm -hmm. and it
1: can bring more of a sense of purpose and meaning to your life Mm -hmm. where that impact is now more meaningful for you and
0: for those around you. Yes, absolutely. And that's why, you know, that's why in this group, I say, I want you to figure out what your strengths are, figure out what you do really well that you think is not even, you do it so easily and you do it so well and right. it is, comes to you so naturally it is what you do that you don't even think that it's valuable but it is because not everybody can do right. it the way that you do and then take right, that right, passion right. that you have and use it right there right wherever it mm-hmm. is are you a music teacher absolutely I mean I don't care yeah. what you are it's are you do you love to get things clean so you have a cleaning business you can use right. it right there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whatever it is, right. but you have to really identify your what your strengths are and how they intersect mm-hmm. with your passion and how that yep. can move forward the work of social justice, which means that we are all capable, all of us in different Absolutely. ways to, Absolutely. to do it. So Absolutely, it, I completely agree. I, I love that that's your passion. Being kind, and you know, being kind. This is another thing I want to say. Being kind is not the same as being nice.
1: Mm-hmm. And they say that people from New York are not nice, but we are kind. We are. I'm we are that people. much. Look. You from New York too, sis? Yes. We. I think we what? talked about this. <laughs> I know. I knew you were some of the Adventists. I knew you lived in. Wait, hold on. It's too many similarities here.
0: We are so. We are so connected. We need to. Go, we need to do. What
1: is that? The the twenty three and me, What is that? The the genealogy. The, the, the genealogy. See, oh,
0: girl, don't even. Don't even. Because you know. we you know, say are related, all related. They're all related. So, yeah. yeah. So I Julia always, and I are both. I get worried about
1: marrying. Right. I always get worried <laughs> about marrying a Haitian, because and I can't make this up. I have, and this is not the first occurrence, but I have two cousins of mine. One of them is my father's cousin on his grandmother's side. The other is my father's cousin on his, um, on my grandfather's side. Yeah. And they never knew that until they met my dad. And they were like, hey, cuz. And they're looking at each other like, wait,
0: wait, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. But all the same. Yes, we're both from New York. Yes, I was born in Queens, grew up mostly in Queens, so
1: yes. And they come for us. They really come for us. They will tell us that we are not, we are not nice, but we are kind.
0: I tell people that all the time. I'm like, you may not think I'm like, you try walking past over a hundred thousand or whatever number of people every single day and see if you're not Mm going to be in your own little bubble so that you can protect Mm -hmm. that, that energy because it takes energy to Every time you say hi, every time you make eye contact and you smile, there's a certain amount of energy that is expended.
2: People don't realize
0: that. So if you're walking or if you're in a city that is that dense with people, you have to be in your own space. But just step Mm -hmm. to a a New Yorker and say, excuse me, they'll be out of their Mm -hmm. space and be like, yes, how can I help you? I Mm -hmm. took my, I took my kids to New York a couple of years ago during um, Mm -hmm. their April break. And my son, we we're out in the middle of nowhere. So my son is very used to that. And he's always like, I don't like the city so much. I don't like the city so much. So we go to New York and I'm like, oh, I'm thinking I really want him to love the city. I want him to love the city. Right, like, right, right. Oh, you know, the city, it's so busy. It stinks. It's this, it's that, it's the other. Right, right, right. So, anyway, so we're going through during the week, the the few mm-hmm. days that we're there. I haven't been in the city for a while. So, I have to ask people questions. Mm-hmm. So I've gone to someone yeah. and say, Hey, could, excuse me, could you show me? And they're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they say, Here, let me just take you. And they walk us mm-hmm. over to where we need to go. Mm-hmm. And then we get on, and then we get on the train. And someone says, here, you can take my seat. And they get up for me. Yeah. And, and this is not a super full train. And mind you, I don't look like I need to take a seat. But it was just kind of them to do it. Right, he right, was like, right. oh, you're here with two kids here. Just take my seat. And I was like, okay, thank you. And my son right. was processing all of this. And I didn't really think about mm-hmm. it. But he was processing all of this. And then when we were leaving, he's like, you know what, mom? The city, The city is not so bad. I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it.
2: That's Leave it right there.
0: It's okay. I'll take that.
1: <laughs> and and he's right. He's right. I don't. I'm from upstate New York, and I know y'all from the city. I know. No, like I know us. you were
0: from Spring Valley. That's we were talking about that
1: from Spring Valley. And for
0: some reason, y'all call us
1: upstate. Spring it
0: Valley used to be upstate. Like
1: thirty minutes from the I know, br- but it, the, it really we are, It is thirty minutes from the Bronx. We are not in Niagara Falls. We are not in Buffalo. It's Spring
0: Valley, like literally, girl. You know is, anything that's outside the city, anything that's outside the city. I don't care how how close if we have New York. This
1: is the city, <laughs> and this this is the city, and this is Spring Valley. Okay, it's a fifteen. It's the Tappan Zee Bridge, and and or oh, what do they call it? The Mario Cuomo Bridge. Now the Tappan Zee. I, I think they're trying to do Cuomo Washington. Cuomo Tappan Zee. Something like that. But I know I grew up with it as a tapping in yeah. the Georgia GW. And the sad part, I talked to people about this, and they're in different reactions. But it's white plains that doesn't get any love. They're not upstate, they're not the necessarily, no they're just there. And That's a friend true. of mine, she lives, <laughs> her family lives in that Westchester County thing. She's like, we don't want to associate with y'all anyway. <laughs> we, don't. We're, we were meant to stand out, okay? okay? Why, why, all why, when you can stand out, right, right. But you oh all my us upstate. No, we just, we're literally like right across the bridge. Thank but you. it's interesting though. It's really interesting because one thing I think about, especially when you're looking at that, that, that Southeastern part of New York, mm-hmm. there's such a blend of so many cultures. Oh, and yeah. it, it's really worth noting because when you have people coming from their different cultures, I find that outside of, especially American and talking like United States, I don't know how it is in Canada, but outside of the United States and then, and maybe European cultures, I find that other cultures, even in South Korea and Haiti, there's this emphasis on the community and the group. Yes. There's a large emphasis on it. And when you come with that, no matter how far removed as Mm -hmm. a child of the diaspora you are the reality is you you carry those values so yes you might be in a hurry you might not want to sit on customer service for more than 10 minutes but if someone needs help if someone needs support I know they say they say Haitians what are we assuming we're no, we're, nosy. <laughs> we're nosy but you're <laughs> not gonna complain about that when we come to, for the rescue when we come to the rescue
0: because
1: we came to the rescue out here countries fighting, girl fighting, when we
0: we're
1: out here fighting everybody's wars instead of just Minding our own independence. Okay. Because yes. we you know, we could have done that. We really could, and you know what makes me so sad, and I'm, I'm i I hate to pivot, but the issue from like a couple of weeks ago with the migrants at the border,
2: Ooh. it's like
1: we we fought until this day, Haitians literally wave our flags in everyone's movement, Black Lives Matter, um stop Asian hate, every everyone's movement. And the the silence was deafening. It was deafening when there was a whole bunch of gang violence. Yeah. And then the president was assassinated. And then all of a sudden you have migrants who are being like, you're not even treating them as humans. No, no. It's one no. thing you tell them, listen, we're not going to take you. Turn around, come back. I'm sorry. You were misinformed. Okay. But the fact that you're, the way you're inhumanely treating them, and I really speaking about it because it frustrates me, but I was really sitting here like ye- hundreds of years ago, we were fighting for people's freedom. We fought for people's freedom and they can say whatever they want. You know, they talk about the whole voodoo thing and, and whatever. And I don't, I, I'm not, it's neither here nor there, but I'm like, y'all complain about the fact that we're quote unquote cursed, but pick your poison. Would you want your freedom or not? We fought this fight until this
0: day. We fight. It's not. It's not. Own. It's not that we are cursed. It is that we it's are. It's the price we pay. It's the price we pay to because we decided that we were not going to be enslaved anymore, and that's the price right. we pay. Because then they were like embarrassed. Napoleon was embarrassed that mm-hmm. he that he lost that uh, the Ile des Antilles, the, the 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 jewel right of, right right you know he was embarrassed that he lost it yeah. so then he gave you know thomas jefferson this whole swath of land so that they could yeah. it, it, it's it's just it's it's so infuriating but then you mm-hmm. look at different flags and i and i've looked at this our different flag flags everybody's flag incorporate the haitian flag in many countries flags including mm-hmm. korea Yes, and I learned that
1: a couple of years ago. We we sent aid to them during the what is it the, the war between the north and the south? Yes. What was that? north World War II? Yeah, yes. we were in everybody's business. We were like, we were, y'all be, want to be free? Being y'all someone want to wasn't be a bad thing. <laughs> we gonna help you out. Being someone was not a bad idea during those days. It was not if you think about it. Someone for those listening, for those ones, someone, someone is very is like your all up expression. He's like all in in the business you just all up in somebody's Kool-Aid, okay? <laughs> but really, y'all, y'all, y'all complain about the sumo until we out here fighting for your freedom.
0: No, we're here. And we're fighting for you to the point Everybody's that you wars. incorporate our flag into your flag. That is serious. We were even fighting, we set up,
1: even Argentina. when we were, in, right, even when we were enslaved. Though. Yes. Even when we were still, in, Haitians were sent to the United States to yes. fight for, for, for independence against Great Britain. Haitians fought in the Civil War. Haitians took in African-Americans. Yes. And, and it's interesting that we were fighting for each one of these Hispanic countries because even the identity as being considered Latino or Latinx, mm-hmm. yes. we are considered Latino. We are by definition Latino. We but are- there are... I I can't even count on one hand because I'm not aware of any Haitian that really identifies as Latino. Yeah. And I find that Haitians that I've I've spoken to, they don't want to be identified as Caribbean. Don't identify them as West Indian. Don't identify them as Latino. Identify them as Haitian. That's it. I'm Haitian. And it's so sad that you know, of course, we stand out, right? But it's so sad that we're not even included in all of these buckets that we literally fit in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which you me, I need to start checking off that Latino box, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I need to start checking. You know I'm, I'm Black, fit. and I'm Latino. Freedom, I'm Black, and I'm Latino. Right. <laughs> this freedom ain't free, okay? This independence ain't free, <laughs> This independence, it ain't free. (laughs) It ain't free.
0: This freedom ain't free. Right? Oh my goodness. Yes.
1: And it's and I even struggle with that. I've I've even struggled where um times I'm like, hey, I could check this box off because yes, by definition. Um and and for me, I absolutely love culture. I love diversity. I love what makes people beautiful, no matter who they are. You know, I will wave. Anybody's flag, you know, and it doesn't take away from who I am as a right. Haitian American person. I will wave, you know, my I have it, my two closest friends, the Jamaican and Trinidadian, and okay. they know. In May, don't tell me nothing. Don't tell me a thing. All you are gonna see is Haitian flags, okay? On <laughs> on January first, it's super They know the protocol. Okay? That's right. To the point that I get pressed, like it's January second. Juliet <laughs> approached the bench. Where 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 is my vote? You know what I mean? Where's, but when where's, like, where's August yeah. comes. Right when August comes, Trin- when it's Trinidad and Jamaica's Independence yes. Day, I have a friend of mine. She will Facetime me, and all I'll see is a Jamaican fa- flag Jamaica, in the what? camera. And she's like, "In May, you were waving your flag. Nobody told you." Right? That's right. That's right. So were, don't say a word. And you know what? I will proudly celebrate that. I will celebrate my Hispanic family, West Indian, Caribbean, South American, Asian, whatever it. I I would Caucasian European. I will celebrate. Everyone for who they are, as beautiful as they are. But I also feel like it is disheartening that when it comes to being a Haitian person, the lack of inclusion that we have. It's like we're constantly having to create our own lane in spite of all of the lanes we've created for
0: everybody else. Yes, absolutely. That's disheartening. It's like being a Black woman in America. And, you know, when
1: it comes to, I, I, and I hate to say this, but being a black woman, I do, and I've read studies on this black women are possibly, and could be considered the most marginalized group Mm -hmm. because when we fight for people's freedoms and, and even being Haitian, that, that reminds me of that you are fighting in everybody's cause, but you are still on the back burner when we were fighting for suffrage, Mm -hmm. you know, um, what was it, Susan B. Anthony and Ooh, Sojourner girl. Truth, you know, mm. we don't even know the truth behind them probably trying to silence Sojourner, mm-hmm. you know, probably try- because she was a Black woman. Th- that's the first part of the, the, the phrase, Black, yeah. you know, the mm-hmm. freedom for woman was more for a white woman. And yes. then when we're looking at freedom for Black people, it was the men who still, because we live in a patriarchal society or a pa- patriarchal world, and you know, while we've made a lot of advancements, that's our reality. Freedom was more for the Black men mm-hmm. than it was for the woman. This is not to take away from anyone's struggle, anyone's pain, anyone's oppression, because mm-hmm. I fully validate their lived experiences and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But as a Black woman, that's challenging, where it's like you're constantly fighting right? But you're still left being marginalized, right? Mm-hmm. You can, even if you wanted to say blue lives matter, right? As a mm-hmm. woman, I'm pretty sure they're marginalized not only as a Black person, but also as a woman. When you come to, what is it, LGBTQ, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're further marginalized. Like, it, yeah. it, it's just a bunch of layers being taken off. And I mm-hmm. see that even as patients. I won't say we're the most marginalized, but really, we can fight for Latinx, but we're still Black. We're still Afro-Caribbean. Yep. We can fight for Caribbean and West Indian, but it's still Haitian, where everyone is, has this stigma, AIDS, um, voodoo, whatever yes. it is, as if yes. they don't got the same problem. Okay? Right. Because we're we not going to act. What we're not going to do is act like slaves <laughs> were only drop in Hispaniola. Okay and voodoo only came to hispaniola but different conversations different days right, right. but we're not gonna, it's like we're, we're fighting not in
0: everyone's fight but when you still peel off the layers yeah that's it that's exactly right it's exactly right and so it it does it can become frustrating it's just kind of like you know mm-hmm. well you know what forget you guys i'm not gonna i'm not we're not yeah. gonna we're not going to we're not gonna keep beating that horse you're just gonna watch right what we do we're just going to keep rising we have to keep rising mm-hmm. We have to keep doing Hello. keep being that's what we do keep overcoming and just keep because mm-hmm. that is that's in our dna right in our dna right right, right. as women and as haitians as as women as black women as haitians we have a lot written in that dna that is what we do that says all right pick it up
1: keep it moving and I think I, I would say another thing. I think it's unfair sometimes for people to say, because um, we're going to do it anyway. We're going to rise up. We're going to overcome. But there's always this theme, theme about, well, if you don't like it, get out or go back to where you came from <laughs> or do your own thing. Right. But it's like, what, th- th- that doesn't take away from the fact that there's still a problem here. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. The the reality is, if I don't fit here, if I don't belong, I'm out. I'm going to do my own, own thing. But at which point are we really going to address the inequities,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? There is a problem, Which yeah. point are we going to, right, Which at which point are we going to discuss the elephants in the room, the problems? Are we just going to continue saying, hey, we're going to leave this and, and create our own land? At which point are the people being left behind going to say, hey, there are some
0: conversations
1: that we, some tough conversations that we really need to have.
0: Mm-hmm they yes, they're very tough conversations. And, and I, you know, I talk to people all the time, I say, the conversations are not hard, because the information is not real, or not true. Right. It's because the information is real and true. And people don't want to, to hear and own up to what now needs to be done. Once you know the information, right? Once right. You can't unknow once you've known. You can't unsee mm. what you've seen. And so right. now it's like, what is your responsibility? What responsibility are you going to take right. for this? And no right. one wants to take the responsibility for it. Mm. They don't want to say, yeah. oh, okay. I know, I realize now I'm going to do blank. And right. you know, another thing is we have... We know many marginalized communities know and have the generational trauma that comes through the ages. Oh, yeah. We we know and understand this and we confront it and we talk about it and we get out in front of it. We 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 unpack it as we can. Right. Right. I think the disconnect comes when white people don't know, understand or believe that they have any generational trauma. But you can't tell me that someone who watched a lynching does not have generational trauma and thought it was okay. Someone who participated in a lynching did not pass down some type of generational trauma. Right. Some woman who had to sit by while her, her husband went out and raped his his enslaved women slave right and then had children with that enslaved woman right that's traumatic you cannot tell me that that is not generational trauma that comes down right. through the dna just like ours so you have to confront your shit also mm-hmm. and that's right. right what's not happening nobody wants to right. look at it nobody wants to talk about it nope let alone right. say okay this may be my legacy left to me. What do I do right. about it? And that, I right. understand, right. is really hard, but that's the real hard it work that to needs done. to be done.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I've, I've seen I've seen people post about this and, and mention this, talking about corporal punishment for kids. Um, I know growing up patient, I, I was spanked as a kid. Sorry, mom and dad. But, you know, I've been spanked <laughs> I wasn't. as a kid. Um, Oh my goodness, bless your heart. Uh, and I wasn't spanked a lot. It wasn't, you know, they, right, it, right. It, but I was spanked. When I got a spanking, it was a spanking, you know, and depending on the parent, you might have had, and this is very cultural, but you might have had some parents who spanked their kids or some kids were spanked more than others. And for mm-hmm. some of us we were like, if it wasn't for that belt or that stick or that iguaz, what is that what they call it? Yeah. I would say for others, right for, for others, it's like, no, it's really, really had a negative impact, but you have like the modern parent and many of them that say as an adult, you don't even want your boss coming and yelling and hollering at you. Why would you do that to a child? Right. You see what I'm, because they're still human. And I think when it comes to that generational trauma in that same way, you really have to tap into how you would feel, right? And not only just use your, that how you would feel to gaslight people. That's very, very important. Mm -hmm. You have to be okay with the fact that some of these experiences, for example, my experience being the child of immigrants, right? Being a woman, um, in addition to a myriad of things. If I'm speaking to a Caucasian woman who might have more of a level of privilege than I do, it doesn't take away from whatever her experiences are, but it's still, you know what I mean? But it it doesn't mean that it invalidates what I'm going through. That's right. And I think when people can really tap into their humanness, unfortunately we live in a world where the concept of being black, it's, it's been almost corrupted, right? Almost like having darker skin, having melanin, which is such a beautiful thing. It's almost Mm. like viewed as a dirty it was almost viewed as a dirty thing even mm-hmm. with your constitution thomas jefferson all, all of these people the, our constitution was based on it was written on the fact that you know black people and native native americans were indigenous people were were barbaric mm-hmm. okay happy indigenous um, people's month or native mm-hmm. americans i think they, month. Mm-hmm. um and then and then that black people they could work for our bone structure allowed us to work for long long hours in the sun and and so on and so forth and it's permeated across generations but if you're for example a white woman and you know how painful childbirth is right Mm. with without epidural what makes you think another woman black purple green blue whatever should go through the same amount of pain why is that okay why is that okay you right you know the trauma you went through you went through watching your husband or you you know the trauma you would experience watching your husband sleep with another man right imagine the trauma of a woman being sexually abused Mm -hmm. and the impact that could have for generations Mm -hmm. right but instead we we try to kind of push those back and again when it's convenient We Mm -hmm. now say, oh, well, I go through this and I go through that, or it was hundreds of years ago and whatever the case may be. Mm -mm. And I I really think that we need to tap into our humanness Mm -hmm. and understand that everybody deserves to be regarded as a human, not the human, the level of humanity that Thomas Jefferson and his goons thought
0: we had. Right. (laughs) Yeah, because none of that was ever written for us, and we know this. We understand right. this because right. at the time right. we were not even considered a few, full human; we were three fifths of a of a human, right? Right. right. And that's been, brought, set, you know, passed down through your generational very issues, much. And
1: and I think right? that we
0: don't even realize at,
1: anywhere you go, and I and I've mentioned this. Sometimes I'm like, the issues that we have in this country are never going to go away until you literally scratch the entire constitution and Mm. write it over because remember we've had to have all of these amendments because starting with the first problem native americans and um or indigenous people and black folk we were not even considered a full human yep we were given all of these crazy titles so imagine rewriting this constitution that includes everyone. everyone but unfortunately because you had a group of people who were not considered human everyone that came out of them because you know black makes everybody everybody at this point sorry y'all but it's the truth it's true Uh, but (laughs) black you know what i mean you have um hispanics that came out of Mm -hmm. black people like that's that's what that was created out of um but all of these groups for example you have the way asians have suffered that is a consequence of Black people initially and Native Americans not being considered a full human. It's like, oh, if I can't consider these people that I bought here against their will here, why am I going to consider these people coming from the outside in Mm -hmm. human? Why would I do that? Oh, they benefit me? Okay, I'm going to use them to my benefit. But that still doesn't mean I consider them fully a a, a full human being. Right. You you see what I mean? And Mm. I, I feel that there are things... When you're coming, when you're talking about organizations who've been here for tens and and however long years, I think there should also be this consideration to not just fixing things, but really seeing how we can just hit a restart button, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And I mean, it might sound good in theory, but not in practice, but how do we hit that reset button and say we're, we're going to make things right? Because the way I see it, all of these amendments saying, okay, gay people are allowed to marry women have the right to vote black people are no longer slaves I mean what was it Mississippi or Massachusetts they emancipated slavery like a few years ago Mississippi not Massachusetts (laughs) after Y2K like in the no it wasn't Massachusetts it was Mississippi it was Mississippi I said Massachusetts sorry y'all my father (laughs) is so ashamed he's a history teacher um but I said one of the two one of the two it was Mississippi Uh, But, you know, all to say, you know, we're we're having, it's almost like we're trying to fix things. And unfortunately, when you try to fix things, there's still the brokenness under it.
0: Yeah. No system that we live with right now was ever intended to be for anyone other than white men. White men. Yes. And that's a harsh reality. And remember, you had to be a straight Christian white man. Right. So. If you were in Germany, your hair had to look uh, Germany. Your hair had to look a certain way too. You had to, you had to
1: look a certain way, and and back in them days, they probably didn't have Kool Aid to dye their hair to make it look a certain way.
0: No Kool Aid, they had, they had, right. uh, they had plants though. That's how they started the dye. Right. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yes. I
1: had Kool Aid in the black community, and I was floored. But anyway, yes, Kool Aid. But, but, but I mean, it's so, it's, yeah. a, it's a sad reality, and I think. I would also say it, it is also worth learning about the lived experiences of these straight Christian white men. Yeah. Because you'll find, um, I imagine just living your life in an entire way. I mean, we both mentioned growing up Adventist, right? Yeah. And I remember moving to South Korea, leaving my, my little Haitian community. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'd also gone to a Jamaican church or predominantly Jamaican church. So being in that, just that bubble and then going out into the world of South Korea where people were short towards church. Right. Jeans sometimes. Yes. And church was one hour.
0: Yes, that's where I am right now.
1: <laughs> and if church, if the sermon went over, 12, People are looking at you sideways,
0: They're like we're it
1: right now. Sideways, they out the door. That was Meltray. They out the door. We got time. I oh, you go. got an emergency call us. We out the door. Gotta go. You know I mean? And it, it was almost that was, I don't want to say it was harsh, but a, a part of it was a lot in the beginning. It's a culture shock. It's a shock.
0: It's a, yeah. It's
1: a culture shock. And, and even going into this culture, right?
0: It was nice, but
1: it 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 made me really appreciate. Um, korean culture i mean i don't take away I from did, anybody it else's experience but i think sometimes when you travel you you have to again and we have that culture shock right yeah um, of course where you you knew something your entire life and now you're moving into this new space and i know some americans would come in and say well in america we do this in america we do that For yeah but to you know what students, you in like, america. america right so i'm <laughs> with my students I used to be like, oh, y'all eat rice every day. Guess who else eats rice every That's day? That's right. <laughs> hey, <bitch. laughs> Hello. And and honestly, when I went, a lot of my students didn't know much about Haiti except for the earthquake that happened in, what was it, 2010? Oh, really? Um, but then we started to bond over the similarities that both of our cultures had. Yes. And I think that really allowed them to learn more about me. Um, my, my Puerto Rican roommate, bless her heart, I remember her coming home furious and i'm like what happened she was like you will not believe what happened i said what you mean so one of um the korean teachers invited her to eat dinner with his family and they put a bowl of rice for everybody in the family and handed my roommate a croissant you know puerto ricans love them some rice too i do for you. yes yes so my roommate took
0: everybody's
1: plate of rice bowl of rice and she's like um, i'm sorry is there a reason why i didn't get rice he goes no you're american you don't Eat rice, Brianna. She <laughs> was like, I'm sorry, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, that is a hard no. <laughs> it? I love rice. Meanwhile, for me, we were having, I think they called it like tea time once a once a term. It was like two months for the term, but they had tea time and yes. the, the students brought in snacks and they got to ask you questions. Yes, yes. And I remember one student he's like teacher you know um what do you like we know you don't like rice i said who doesn't like who, do, who, who? are you talking to said, no american right americans don't ask rice. i'm like like rice, and i'm like who? which americans don't and i really discovered that's why i discovered that i think in europe that's where it clicked where it's more of a bread topical yes yes it's not and 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 i could be wrong but i learned i was informed that the Europeans their anatomy doesn't handle rice the same way ours does or or Asians. that's do. interesting yeah and I could very well be wrong this is what I was told right right uh, right so so I stand corrected if I'm wrong right everybody tries to come and cancel <laughs> me, I I come you. me anyway <laughs> right, I, I get let canceled them get before you, right? I become established <laughs> right but but I remember the student saying no you don't like rice teacher Americans don't like rice and I have to tell them there are so many cultures around the United States. You know, yeah. I grew up in a home that was heavily Haitian. Yes, my parents have taken me to every restaurant that was in a restaurant. We did go to Red Lobster, because you know Red Lobster was the bomb back in the days. If you went to Red okay. Lobster, you was making a little bit of change. You know what I mean? So, and I was one of those adventists that knew that Red Lobster didn't only serve lobster. That's right. right? <laughs> <laughs> Cause you know, a couple of, a few of them would not go. I'm no, I oh, All like that you that went stuff. to where? <laughs> right. That's right. So you know, my mother, however, I grew up on the dewy the saucewad, the the yes. chaka. That's my favorite chaka. I grew up yes. on I grew up on all of these different foods, Haitian foods. Yes. So for me, for example, if an American, and this is very much my culture, an American comes to me and says. I Know how to cook, I'm a great cook. I'm in culinary, whatever. I say, What do you know how to cook? I can cook pasta for me. I'm gonna be like, Do you know how to cook rice? Yeah, like,
0: you know how to cook rice?
1: <laughs> what about like leggage? Because to me, pasta is not you know outside of spaghetti and hot dog, right? <laughs> pasta not food, you know? Right, what I mean? tell me you can make macao and and then right. we have a conversation, right? You know what I mean? Right, right, but. But yeah, it That's really hilarious. opened up this world of having conversations with my students and saying, no, we have so much more in common than we have apart. For example, yes. here in Korea, well, not here in Korea, y'all bow. You all bow out of respect. In Haiti or in Haitian culture, you can come into a room with a hundred people, a hundred adults older than you. You, you going to go every last one of them. You gotta go greet everyone. Don't say them. hi
0: no 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 mm-hmm. you
1: don't say hi you did not greet them if you said no. hi you need to go and kiss them kiss every single and I mean COVID did us a favor no shade
0: COVID saved <laughs> Did us a Save small some favor. people now you can see people and you can be like "Hello, <laughs> but you have to greet them regardless like you yes. can't just walk into a, you there's no walking into a room and and pretend nobody's there man they'll kick your butt and right back out hi. that So you, better, you better come back in here and res- show somebody respect right and just saying hi is not right
1: it's not greeting me and even yes. and we were able again to bond on that they're like oh my goodness if I come home and I don't you know do the what is it the 45 90 degree bow right I didn't greet though Hi, oh my goodness are you crazy you know you see you see an, an elderly in the street or whatever, and you don't bow, oh my goodness, it's disrespectful or a right. uh, uh, certain language, you know what I mean? Using honorific language mm-hmm. yes. um, in, in Korean language. So again, it's, I think, I really sometimes feel like the world would be such a better place if we not, if we really realize that we don't have that much different in between each other, it might look different. But we have so much in common. We have so much in common. And by understanding that we, right, by understanding that we have so much in common, we can actually celebrate each other's differences.
0: And that's also the same thing, the same deal when you're talking about different religions.
1: One religion wants
0: to say, we're the ones, you're the ones, you're not the ones, you go in here, we go in there. And you look at them and really the base message is, pretty much the same like they are saying the same things and but everybody gotta be like oh no no
1: girl I'm so glad your adventism has led you to say that before mine did (laughs) because it's you know I've I've had recently I've had conversations and in Creole culture they say Ushite I think it's hilarious (laughs) Um, but I've had I realized that some of my favorite people on earth Are those who started religious and turned agnostic or atheist?
0: You okay. Because when
1: you hear their perspective, it's very, very interesting. And you, it's, it's for me, it's like I believe in what I believe in, but I'm able to honor their journey. Yeah. Um, and also honor that truth, right? Because what they say, a lot of them does make sense, right? I think we live in this world, as you said, where if you're different, we shut it down. It's bad. For example, voodoo. If you think about it, growing up, I know for myself growing up in the United States, I learned about Greek mythology, the God of this, the God of that, but it's probably the same thing as the god, of, the, the gods of our ancestors. And ancestors. Yes. But yes. Course, but ours. Blackness has been so vilified. Vilified. Right? Yes. That now we, we see it as evil and so on and so forth. If you speak to a Muslim person, they're going to tell you that they believe a God just like you do. Yep. As a matter of fact, the same God that you believe in, except their pathway to connecting with
0: God isn't Jesus. It's Allah. Right. It's and just, that's a hard truth for some people. That's a hard truth, but what, yeah. So what makes yours better than mine? Why is yours better than mine? That's why I really have a problem with that. And that's why I look at, I like, I look at voodoo and I say, no, this is a cultural thing. And I have been taught to think that it's terrible, that it is evil because but when i think about it really why is it evil because you came you didn't understand it so you called it evil because you didn't understand it and you brought the bible to beat people over the head with it and tell people that they're supposed to be enslaved with it and that's supposed to be okay and i'm like no because you know what in ghana the word for saturday is sabbath it's not the, it the word wow. the word in gone in in tree for Saturday is sabbath mm. without wow, wow. them being christian
1: wow right? see that and so you
0: go and it's in, and if you read your bible if you had ever picked it up and read it you would see that right. in the letter to the corinthians here you got me preaching the letter to the Hello, corinthians <laughs> that you about to open your Bible, let me go get my, (laughs) that it says that people will know God, even if they never meet someone who is Christian, they will know God because it will be in their hearts. So the the idea that I have to beat you over the head, that you have to be what I say you have to be is and not, it has to look like the way I say and it has it. Yeah. to look the way I say it's gonna look and we have to do it the way that I say we have to do it makes no sense
1: None. right I th- and the, I think when you when you think of belief right and you think of faith the reality is you're you're you have faith in something you've never seen you haven't met right. right and honestly we're never gonna know until we know and so you have to make that choice to say hey I know I'm not gonna know but this is what I believe in and this is how I believe in it and how much you want to bet you know, we can all we can all get to heaven, as Christians say. And you gonna find you some Buddhists, some Muslims. You find the Buddhist people up there. You find everybody up there. And Everybody looking around like, "What are you doing here?" And <laughs> and someone even gave me this perspective, right, saying that you know, in some of these religions where they polytheistic religions, the same way we have Jesus or Muhammad and so on and so forth, that connect us to God. That's how the gods connect them to. The highest power, God, right. if that makes sense. You know, you have people who worship the universe to them, Mother Earth, or or the and I and I'm speaking out of my ignorance, so I stand corrected, but that's God to them, right? So you have different religions who believe in God or a God, how they view that God, how they perceive that God, it's all different. And that's why it's religion, there's religion in their spirituality. Right, your the spirit, the spirituality has everything to do with your spirit, your soul, and that connection you have, right? right? Um, versus um, religion,
0: which is man-made. It's,
1: a, it's 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 man-made. It's man-established. You know, and yes, it might be based on a Quran, It might be based on a Torah. It might be based on a Bible. It might be based on the Constitution. I don't know. It could be based on whatever you want it to be on, okay? It could be based True. on writings you thought you saw in the grass, okay? It's based on whatever you want to base it on. So what happens is you have these people who come together and they say, this is our interpretation, whether we want to admit it or not. It's right. based on interpretation. Your interpretation, and this is how we're going to live it out. I've had this, you know, I can right. speak from my Seventh-day Adventism. You know, you have... Um, again, growing up in the Haitian church, they told me my color was trash. They told me, you know, they of course preached the earring thing. they said things about like, you can't go on the pulpit when you're on your period. Um, there's so many things that they say. And then it went to Korea and people out here in these streets in jeans, I pull up with a new wig and they're like, okay, oh, hey, we love the hair, you know? Um, and so you realize that there's a collective group of people who are saying, okay, this is what we're going to establish in our quarters. It doesn't right. mean that you're wrong. This is what you accept as truth, and that's okay. But you have to also understand that what your truth looks like is not what May somebody not. else's truth looks like. That's and right. that that doesn't have to take away from your belief. I know for myself, yes. I've been told, oh, there are certain books or certain things you don't certain types of studies you don't want to take on because it'll cause you to lose faith. Well, if I lose faith, so be it, because that means I didn't have faith to begin with. To begin right? with, I believe everyone should have something to believe in and if you believe in the tree you believe in a phone you but whatever you believe in it is what it is that doesn't make it evil and and i mean even going back to the conversation about voodoo right where they always make it seem like it's evil and i remember growing up they used to sit us in the church and you know they used to show people who were breaking out and praise breaks and so on and so right. forth and they would be like oh well it came from voodoo and so on and so forth. yeah and, and that could make sense but if i'm a white person breaking out in a praise break i got nothing to do with no voodoo Right, you know what I mean. Like, it, it, where, where did it, it's not part, even part of my lineage. If I'm white and I'm breaking
0: out a praise break, but you know, and and we go through this uh, but, and here of but, and here's, it So much, and here's the difference too, though. If you're white and you're breaking out in a praise break, doing all of that, then yeah. oh, you got the Holy Ghost. That's good. But if someone is doing voodoo and they're breaking out in a praise break, all of a sudden it's like, right oh there. shit, the devil's got them. We got to, you know, yeah, ban- banish the devil, demon, possessed. why? Yeah, and it's why and
1: and my thing is I think and I I I say this, voodoo was used to get our independence. And I see that as a very good thing. If if I had the choice and they looked at me and say, Juliet, what I should do when we can went back to 1804, I'd be like, do that again. Let me do see. That, how you do what did it. you did. But you know, you know when a kid gets in a fight and they come home and their parents see and they're like, matter of fact, let me I want to see how you did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that is unhealthy. But we coming back from this generation, okay, Gen X, Gen Y, we were raised differently. But, you know, for me, I believe that voodoo can be used for good in the yes. same way that a lot of people do use it for bad. You know, there are people when they're sick, what do they do? They take them to a voodoo priest for healing. The same way when I'm sick, you know, my parents might call on the prayer circle, you know, to fast and to pray. If, you know, if you're Muslim, they might take you to mom, to a mosque if you're if you're Jewish. It's, it's but everybody. But you know the, the
0: blood that has been shed for over the years has been shed because of religion. So if we're gonna oh, say yeah. that you know that that voodoo can be used for good and bad, all religion can be used for every
1: good. religion. You it's, can like use you're your radical. Religion-
0: you can use your religion to say that that person over there needs to die because they don't believe as we yes. do. Yes. Yes. And there yes. you go. I
1: mean, look at Christianity. Look at Christianity. And uh, that's another thing that frustrates me. We vilify um, Islam, right? Yes. Islam. You know, yep. oh, it's it's a terrorist, whatever. No, 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 no. There are people who are radical and in the name of Islam, that's found right. a way to justify this horrible behavior, in the same sense, and and again, this is not to take away from anyone's pain, anyone's lived experience. But yes, September 11th was one of the deadliest tragedies. Yeah. Right. Terrorist attacks. But you know which which one was all the more worse? Slavery, and they used Christianity to, to enslave
0: folks. That's right. To and keep it going. Day,
1: Christianity is being used against immigrants. Christianity is being used against uh, uh, people of color. Christianity yep. is being used against white people, white women. And I wouldn't be surprised if white men were using it against each other too. <laughs> so you right. know what I mean? It's <laughs> There's always going to be your radicals. In the Bible, we have Jewish people who ask for Jesus to be crucified. Everyone's going, there, there are people who are on the extremes, you're outliers, are going to use their religion to do evil that doesn't mean the religion in theory or as a whole is evil right if you expect us to say not all cops are bad you need to understand that not everybody who practices voodoo or Islam or whatever religion is bad right right shade but no shade (laughs) (laughs) look whoo girl so y'all I, I, don't try to cancel me because I'm not a star <laughs> I'm going to tell you that much I got no money for y'all to cancel and ain't nothing y'all trying to cancel I don't even have followers on Instagram like that
0: you're good you're good if you want to cancel good. cancel somebody else you know it's look and, and this is and that's the thing it's like when you say something that is based in reality and based in fact it's up to people to decide whether they want to take it or whether or not I'm not we're not saying that people are innately bad but what happens right. is that black people or people of color are seen as innately flawed and what yeah. we're trying to say is no it's just different we are all right. we all have a certain level of humanity that needs to be seen mm-hmm. and understood before you pass all of those kinds of judgments on right. anybody Right. And so that's, right. that's really the crux of, of, of what we're saying,
1: you
0: know? Right. And yeah, I mean, I even going go back to what
1: to- you're saying, I, I know, I know we mentioned like, uh, white people and, and, and that's, an, that, that's another thing when I, and I've heard stories, like people in Nazi Germany, soldiers who, who really, it's kind of like, you're hesitating and you don't know what this, that this is right, but you receive orders. So people in the military, you know, some of them will tell you you know, you ask them, how do you feel that so-and-so was president or whatever? And they're like, that's my boss. I just follow orders. They have no opinion. They have that, that they don't even process the, the, the ethics or the morals or their moral compass, you know? Um, and I think even when it comes to, as we said, someone who knew something their entire life, right? All you grew up as a kid. You grow up, and your parents took you to see the the lynching in town, or whatever.
2: Mm -hmm. It
1: becomes. It's almost like a harsh culture shock, and and I hate to say it that way, but it's a culture shock when you're like, oh my goodness, these people shouldn't be. This isn't right, and it's unlearning that you have to do. You know, there's there's an indoctrination that goes into justifying that. Absolutely. The same way. The same way. You know, the Bible. You know, people can say it's very patriarchal. And of while course. there's some good things that happen there, it's some wild stuff that goes on in the Bible. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. You know, people dying, fire, brimstone, all this craziness going on. You know, and people use those stories, unfortunately, to justify holding uh-huh. migrants, putting kids in cages, holding in cages, migrants at the border. Just- you know, um, putting people in concentration camps. Yeah, uh, whatever it is, they justify that. But we also as human beings have to understand as a human being, there's a process to having to unlearn that the same way we have to unlearn a lot of these unhealthy practices and behaviors that we've taken as part of Mm -hmm. our generational trauma, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. spanking Mm -hmm. kids, for example. Mm -hmm. I know at a point I was like, I know I'm gonna have to spank my kid once. Why? I don't know, but I'm gonna have to do it, you know? (laughs) You don't really. and i think about let it, me tell like, you oh my goodness that is so unhealthy you yeah, know it's, because it's, in it's, my head i'm like that's just what i
0: was raised knowing we you, but but that's it, a that's what what one is, of the generational curses that needs to be broken that there's no need broken and unlearned yeah. right there's, and I'm, there's I'm no like, need to 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 necessarily spank a child but right you know, you 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 discipline a child in different ways. It doesn't have to be spanking right. because what was done and, and is they that can the use s- logic. Enslave, yes. And enslaved people were beaten to into submission. And so yeah. that's where that comes from. And do we yeah. want to continue that? I don't think we do. And so we have and to and they're beaten into that. submission,
1: not even understanding yes. they're in a foreign land as adults. Yes. You're in a foreign place. You don't know where you are. You don't understand what they're telling you. They're right. trying to change your name to whatever it is. Right. right? And you, you're refusing because you really don't know. Even if they said, here's this medicine, it's good for you. You don't want it because you don't know. You can't understand. So yep. imagine a baby that some of them can't speak, can't defend themselves. They can't communicate how they're feeling or they're still struggling to understand how to communicate and what we do. We hit them. Right. Right. So so, so yeah, it's it's
0: a lot of unlearning on both ends. Absolutely, absolutely. But we know this. We're just trying to get everybody to know this. We're just trying to get go everybody ahead, right. to get on board with the understanding that we all have shit that we need to unpack. So everybody yeah. start unpacking so that we can get right. Hurry this. up! Hurry up! Get your suitcase.
1: <laughs> all right. Because you know how they I'm say packing. you go on vacation. Well, you know how they say you go on vacation, and it takes two to three business weeks, not days. Business weeks. Because right. your suitcase stays by the door, right? And they've even said like if you do it within like two to three business days, you're not normal. But- and low key, I do it within a few business days. But there was a point where like we would come from vacation, and the next annual vacation we'd come, and my suitcase is still downstairs. I've been living out of it. I've been doing laundry, putting okay. clothes back in it, all of that. But listen, we need to unpack. Unpack. It's time to unpack, to unpack that unpack- suitcase. Unpack it. Unlearn,
0: let's have these conversations. Be
1: willing to listen Unlearned. to other people's lived experiences. Experiences and to so... understand
0: that the lived experiences are not; they are not, they're not talking to you as a person. Yeah. They're talking to experiences that they have experienced and how they've experienced yeah. it and the impact and what it does. And that's what people have right. to understand. Yes. The experiences are not attacking you. They are just what is. It's just a reality, and some realities are hard,
1: harder to hear than others. They're very hard to hear, and you have to be. There's actually a video, um, and I don't know if I um, mentioned this on our on our last recording, but it wasn't a recording. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, and I think it's called White People. It's on on um, YouTube,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it was basically. Uh, I believe they're a Filipino immigrant who went into white communities Uh and really wanted to understand what being white was to white people. And you sit and you listen to them. Some of them saying, you know, they, they understand that they have a certain level of privilege. There are certain access that they have. Um, And then you have some of them who are like, okay, they have all of these um, for example, scholarships and opportunities that are catered to certain marginalized groups, but it's unfair because they don't have access to those things, right? So from their experience, when, when you look at it through their vantage point, and if you really put yourself in their shoes, right? If, um, for example, my parents are still married you know, mm-hmm. um, I grew up in a two-parent home. Let's mm-hmm. say there was an opportunity and they say, you know what? We're going to prioritize kids in one-parent home, single-parent homes. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to apply and I feel like I'm not getting the opportunity. Right. But what if I just didn't realize that only uh, maybe a small percentage of kids in 2 um, one-parent homes get that opportunity because of the challenges that come right. with, being a single parent and yeah. back to that video it was some of them who said like i don't get these opportunities i don't get them and then when they had to listen to the statistics of yo, know, they create these opportunities for us but we still not getting them right they create these scholarships, but we still, we're not becoming the majority. We're still a small minority that are having access to these scholarships and these resources and so on and so forth. But it also takes hearing their vantage point and acknowledging that, yes, you're right. If I were in your shoes, a privilege, I probably would be frustrated too. You know, um, it even, it even, which was interesting. It even walked through the shoes of a white teacher in living in a Native American town, Mm. teaching Native American students. Mm. And they also had to speak on their lived experience, right? Where you come from a world where you are the privileged person and now you go to a smaller world where you are not necessarily privileged or disprivileged, but you're in the minority. Yeah. You're not the majority. And them having to hear the reality of, you know, what their ancestors did you know the names that students might refer to them as that are technically derogatory, but they can't say nothing because it, it's it's the reality of what their ancestors have done. Yeah. And so all to say, when we're able to kind of hear out each other's lived experiences, um, and for some, you know, being kind to yourself can also include listen. I'm not in the headspace to hear this right now, and be okay with it. Yeah. And 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 you know, step back until you're ready. But for those who say I am ready understand that you do need to also be open whether you're on the side of the privileged or disprivileged be mm-hmm. willing to
0: understand and be understood that's right be willing to understand and then be understood and that's yep. it's the basis of communication <laughs> absolutely Ooh, girl we all have a conversation today for sure <laughs>
1: And the fact that we are two New Yorkers, oh my goodness, this is wild. You on the other side of the Tappan Z and the GW Bridge, wow. Yes, 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 yes. Y'all judge is hard. I, that's, that's the diversity, equity, inclusion that I'm gonna start fighting for. Y'all need to stop excluding us because we're like right there. <laughs>
0: we're not, we don't, I don't do that anymore because I don't live and live there. I live out and I live out in the real boom box, okay? So But I live in the, my parents live in the boondocks of New York. Now they do. So,
1: I mean, yeah. And that's just a different world. That's even worse. Because then I have friends from the city who would like drive up for a barbecue at my house. And they're like, why are there so many bears and deer? This is a problem. This this is a problem. Are they
0: joining us for this barbecue? (laughs) Right. We have a problem with this. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for being here with me, Julia. It has been such a pleasure. Thank you. For me. I am so glad that we were able to salvage our, <laughs> our interview. But before I let you go, I have to ask you, and I think you mentioned it in our conversation, but I have to ask you, what is your favorite dish? Chaka.
1: You did? Chaka. It's a Haitian dish, and it's made with, Um, I actually looked at the recipe, squash, beans, corn dried corn I think. yeah the yeah um, I've never cooked it I think it tastes better when my mother and my godmother and my aunt cooks it so I kind of like refuse but it is my absolute favorite dish I've loved it since I was a kid and I realized I have this love for patties and fried dumplings Oh, Those are my favorites Asian patties and fried dumplings I don't know why and they're just so unhealthy but you don't
0: you don't have to know why you just you just gotta it, it, dumplings? it speaks Ooh. to your soul It's okay. <laughs>
1: But those are my favorite dishes.
0: Thank you, my sister, for being here. Thank you for spending time with me, and thank you for thank you for having me on this award-winning
1: podcast. Did we say award-winning? We did. I just want y'all to hear that real quick. Award-winning. That's what I'm gonna start telling you. I've been on an award-winning podcast. You can't talk to me any type of way. Don't come up. There you go. Thank you. That's gonna go on my resume. (laughs) Award-winning (laughs) podcast.
0: Hey, did you enjoy that episode? If so, please leave a review. It would mean the world, but only if it's a good one and you really did enjoy it. In which case, it would be awesome if you helped support my work over at patreon.com backslash And finally, before you go, don't forget diversitydish.com. I'd love to work with you. See you soon.